Someone else doesn't post one. Doesn't that doesn't that guitar riff just get you going, Jesse? All right, guys. Yeah, can't even this hear. This is it. This is slow your roll. I'm Dominic Lorenzano alongside writer for the Yakiway Report, Jesse Caulfield, and uh, episode two. We're ready to go today. Talking. Well, you got your rant today on the NHL and all their stuff. We're talking baseball. Sox continuing not to do well, but uh, Chris Sale, the savior is on the horizon. He may be coming back soon from now on, at least from me on this show. If I if I say the savior, you all know what you're talking what I'm talking about. Uh, we'll play some fair or foul. We'll talk Lakers, Guardians, AFC predictions from all of us, and we'll have our first guest on today, a friend of mine, Kyle Mayberry. So full show for you today. And uh, Jesse, I'm gonna turn it over to you now and uh, take the reins to start this one off. All right, so this was gonna kind of bounce off a discussion we thought about maybe having last week. It was briefly mentioned, uh, but if anyone is an NHL fan right now, you've probably heard about, or at least you've heard the name Evander Kane recently. Uh, he recently got accused by his soon-to-be ex-wife uh, of betting on games, which is, I mean, a big no-no, but more specifically, betting against his own team and throwing games, which is a huge accusation. Now, the reason I bring this up is because uh, this was going on for about two weeks at this point, and the NHL uh, immediately came out and said, like, this is horrible news. We are taking this very seriously. Uh, we are very concerned about the integrity of our game here if like you can't be throwing games and betting on that stuff uh and the reason i want to talk about this and mostly rant about this however i have to be very careful about what i say this is a interesting topic to say the least and this is a family show so the nhl has come out about saying the integrity of their game is at stake here with the evander kane situation meanwhile an entire other controversy is making its way across the nhl with the chicago blackhawks so in 2010, there was a coach um, that, I'm not going to say his name, I'm just going to leave out the finer details. I'm also going to be very careful about how I explain this situation. Uh, so in 2010, there was a player, not named right now, his name is just John Doe 1 in the legal documents, who accused a assistant coach of sexual allegations, we'll call it that for now. Uh, so in 2010, the story goes, in 2010, he was invited to this coach's apartment to watch film. Uh, it didn't, they did not watch film. He felt threatened. He tried to leave. He was then physically threatened, threatened with having his reputation, his career ruined, all this stuff. Um, and now here we are, 11 years later, and now we're just hearing about it. Now, the reason I want to rant about this is because the NHL is handling this situation about as bad as you possibly could. They came out and said, Evander Kane is the most unholy of human beings for betting on games, but they won't say a word against the Blackhawks organization, who, by the way, this was a known thing in the organization. Uh, coaches went to upper management. They said, uh, we're not going to report this because he's not a child. He's not disabled or anything like that. So they felt, eh, let's not tell anybody at all. However, this player, who again was unnamed, had went through hell in practices for years. I'm surprised he stayed with the team for years, going through, uh, taking sexual slurs I guess we'll call them and bullying uh, and everyone just let it go the entire organization let it go all these coaches let it go the NHL let it go and I find it very hard to believe if this went all the way up to upper management that the NHL didn't have a clue and now they won't say anything about it oh we just want the investigation to play out and then we're gonna swipe it under the rug 
everything seems to indicate that this independent investigation going on is not going to get a public release. They will not say we'll get a public release. Anytime that question is asked, they dance around it and say, we'll see how it goes. Um, not to mention that the Blackhawks themselves, an organization I don't like, but I respect. A lot of players I respect on that team, including like the captain, Jonathan Taves, and the coach, former coach at this point, Jill Quinville. Uh, the coach specifically came out and said that, oh, I knew nothing about these accusations. I had never heard of them. Uh, I would obviously love justice to be served here, but I didn't know anything. You had a player being heckled at practice, uh, and you didn't know? Did you not understand? Did you not ask, hey, why are you calling him that? Why are you telling him that? Nothing at all? No? Sorry, this really makes me add, and I have to really bite my tongue on this one. Because actually, I really am not a fan of the NHL at all. I just love the product. Um, So you're not a fan of the way the league is run? No, I think they do this all the time. I mean, it's mostly with, like, dirty players and, like, oh, we just didn't handle it correctly. Well, you keep saying that. Now a player got, I mean, the R word happened to him, and you won't protect him you talk about you want to protect all your players you will not protect him this coach also by the way got a recommendation from the blackhawks for the university or miami university in ohio where he got two more accusations he then got a recommendation for a high school in michigan which he got another accusation from a john doe two in the same lawsuit so this is a big thing this coach is a menace and the league and team the blackhawks have backed this man for over a decade trying to cover up everything that he is and that he's done uh not getting not protecting their players not having any of their players back um yeah that's kind of the situation do you want to rebut that at all i'm gonna add some do you want to dispute that at all i don't know if i'm gonna dispute it i'm just gonna come at it from a from a from the league's perspective one Part of your thing is you're saying it's hypo- uh, the hypocrisy is the fact that they will talk publicly about Evander Kane yes. and that allegation, but they want to wait for the investigation on this one. Yes. Okay. That's what that's what a huge a big problem. I mean, is, the fact that they covered it up is a big problem, but now the yeah, hypocrisy is just like, oh, you're so ugly right now. Like, come on, guys. Okay, but but is it a criminal investigation at this point? So they have to worry about what. That can, can comment no on. I think it's just a um, uh, I think it's just a I mean a, the investigation is so, yes uh, okay. but the like there's a also a civil lawsuit okay like the Blackhawks are conducting their own independent okay. investigation okay which that is shady come on I know I know I know I get that but okay so so is there is a but there is like a a legal aspect to this Whereas Evander Kane, it's like, this is only about the league. Yeah, but they're mostly just trying to get money. No, I get it. I'm just like, saying. I mean, because it's been. I'm, I'm just giving an explanation I think for, for the at NHL's least, position on this. I think for the first one, like the one that happened in 2010, I think it's past the. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's been too long to oh, press criminal charges. Yes, it's been yeah. too large to press criminal charges. So it's mostly just like. Hey, pay for the damages that you caused in my life. By the way, the team also, I forgot to mention this, they sat the player down and said, like, this is your fault. Oh, Like, really? you let this happen. Oh, and that's okay. why they're like, we're just going to let this go because, like, you got to be a stronger human being. Oh, okay. He was threatened with a baseball bat in the apartment. Oh, okay. So. Uh, yeah, you did tell me that part. Um, so, yeah, no, it's not a great look for the NHL at all. That's pretty bad. But, but, uh, 
Was this during the Blackhawks dynasty? Well, not dynasty. Well, yeah, because they won in 2010. Okay, that's what I thought. The first one was 2010. All right. So the very beginning. That makes even a little more sense to me, too, why the NHL was trying to, like, oh, okay. you know. Like, hey, you just won. You know, we, we don't want to ruin the reputation of this uh of this Are you you know, making winning excuses franchise for them no i'm not making excuses i'm explaining the story so i'm i'm trying to get my own because listen i'm not a huge nhl fan so i'm trying to get all the pieces together too from more than what really? you you're just not talked. a fan of the league that doesn't protect their own players from sexual assault <laughs> allegations oh my god <laughs> i'm not a fan you... of the nhl at all <laughs> i mean i, I just... just like the game of hockey well yeah i know but i i'm not into hockey the same way you are but no, no, no. I, Actually, I, I see your point here. And by the way, this this is a larger issue, I feel like now, by the way. I, I hate that we need to comment on stories that aren't out yet. Like, even before the I mean, allegation is... with the Blackhawks, with the Evander Kane situation, can it be like, can we be a little more responsible? Like, can we wait for everything to come to light before we start well, blasting somebody? Well, the re- I'm not blasting him. I don't believe his wife. No, I know. But and it's a different conversation. But I mostly brought that up just to say, like, because the NHL media was like, we need to look into this. No, I know. Our, the, our game is at stake here. No, I know. I, I'm agreeing with you. On, it, it's Which, no, it's complete. not. It's the Sharks. No, exactly, right? No, I'm agreeing with you on the hypocrisy of the NHL on that. If you're going to come out that strong about the Evander Kane thing right away and then, uh, I don't know, I'm going to talk about other it, shit. Things. You can at least say, like, all right, the, and as they've said, like, all right, we're going to wait for the investigation, which is fine to say, but say, like, like, just mention something that, like, we're going to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. We're going to look into this further. There will be punishment. I don't know how you punish the Blackhawks because, like, I'm not the person. Don't strip them. Of, I'm not the strip them of this championship type of thing. But, like, yeah, we all watch people might need to be fired. Oh, people yeah. might need to be not arrested, but, like, you need to be sat down and be like, listen, man. Like, well, I mean, maybe they shouldn't have their jobs anymore and, and be blackballed from the league. Well, so like, yeah, like, everybody you know would be mean? like, you can't be responsible for these people if you're just going to wipe stuff like this under the rug. No, no, totally, totally. I'm interested to see now just how this all unfolds, by the way, at the end of it. But anyway, so that was the opening rant. Jesse, I think uh, I think we're going to move on to the next segment. You go with that? I'd love to move on. I'd love to be. I'd love to feel happier. <laughs> All right. So, quick rapid fire news, guys. Rapid fire news. The uh, the slide for the Sox since the trade deadline has uh, has not stopped. They were two and five since we did this show uh, last Monday, including an absolute collapse uh, yesterday, where they were up five runs before giving it up and losing nine to eight to the Blue Jays. Um, they find themselves in the second wild card spot now, only two and a half up on the Yankees. Yankees at least lost yesterday. Seattle two to nothing, snapping their five-game win streak. Uh, as I said, trailing Boston by two and a half. Rays beat the Rays beat the Orioles nine to six, and they are, you know, continuing to put some distance between them and the rest of the East after you know not leading it until about a week ago. Crazy baseball's crazy like that. Anyway, on to some other news. Josh Allen signing that huge extension over the week. Six years, $258 million, $150 million guaranteed. And this puts the Cleveland Browns and the Ravens on the clock. When are you going to get your extension done with Lamar and Baker? I have my own thoughts about if you really should be doing that with either of those quarterbacks. I'm not a fan of uh, paying either of those guys for very different reasons. But we'll get into that probably on another show. Um, and Ramon Lariano suspended 80 games for PEDs. He is a center fielder for the A's. He was having himself a pretty nice season. Uh, definitely nice by his standards. Didn't have a good year last year. Just 
you know, you know, wink, wink. Just saying, wasn't good last year, but 80 game PEDs came out with some lovely, uh, well-written uh, statements like they all do. They suddenly turn into English professors uh, when they all get popped. Um, and you know, I'm gonna apologize ahead of time to our producer Robert, but I gotta say it. It's news, man. The divisions. The, when we have swapping divisions, Phillies have won eight straight now, and they went into the weekend to play the Mets, and uh, the Mets found themselves, uh, you know, they were in first place for 90 days and then got swept by the Phillies over the weekend. Now they find themselves in third place as both the surging Braves and Phillies have passed them. And lastly, Chris Sale made his final outing for the Worcester Woo Sox, 89 pitches in a brilliant four and two thirds innings where he punched out eight and allowed zero runs. So the savior, Chris Sale, is on the return for the Red Sox. Uh, all hail at uh, and it is much needed and that has been rapid fire news and uh, well done thank you Jesse I appreciate that so we will be bringing our guest on Kyle Mayberry in just a second we're going to take a quick break though before we do that we'll get into AFC predictions fair or foul everything like that Bring on our first guest here, a friend of mine, Kyle Mayberry. Say hi to everyone out there, Kyle. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, good. This, I'm, I'm glad you came in. It's, it's good to have our first guest in and get everything rolling along. And uh, I know you're you're mostly football and baseball that you follow. Yeah, yeah. Um, baseball is the big one, but I do love the Patriots. <clears throat> and I think uh, I think uh, the AFC East is going to be a little bit interesting this year. Oh, the AFC East is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have my predictions. I'm not that confident on anything in the AFC East, to be honest no. with you. I mean, I think the Bills are the best uh, team. I'm confident on one thing in the AFC East. Will the Bills win? The oh. Jets will suck. Oh, I know. Oh, I, mean, I, know. That's, I know. That's just a given. We don't even need to say that anymore. It's just kind of like... <laughs> I know. New coach, new quarterback, everything again. Yeah. No, they're not going to be good. But anyway, let's get right into it, guys. These are AFC predictions. Uh, Jesse, I have a rule for us. We're going we're gonna to allow one revision before the season starts. After preseason and injuries and stuff like that, all right. Why? Huh? We're probably, stick, just, we're probably not just going to do this again in a month when the season really is about to start. But you can't have predictions like that. You either you're what? right or you're wrong. Now, now we can predict maybe what we think is going to happen now. But the fact of the matter yeah, is, we're literally we got, about to predict. It's no, I know. AFC predictions <laughs> no, on I know, the but, paper. No, I know, but no, the no, stamp no, is you can't happen. say you can't take it back and be like, oh, you know, I wasn't wrong. No, 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 no. no this is. That's what we're held to if we were right this year or if we had a bad year, you know? I guarantee my opinion will change after preseason based on injuries and maybe... Well, that's why I said oh. after preseason we get one revision. That's fine. We're gonna just, we're just going to do this day, again obviously. in a month. Exactly. All right. Let's start with the AFC East, guys. And I'm going to start over here. Kyle, start us out. What do you think? All right. So uh, I have the Bills finishing in first, and it pains me to say it. Um, but the Bills have way too much offensive power. Uh, and their defense, you know, they're they're susceptible to the big play uh, and um, putting up or allowing big numbers on the scoreboard. 
Um, but the Diggs-Allen connection is fantastic. Adding Emmanuel Sanders is uh, going to be huge for the Bills. Um, so I don't see them having any trouble steamrolling um, the division. Um, and then I have Patriots, Dolphins, and then the Jets um, for the uh, to round out the division. Um, Patriots will be good. I'm thinking like 11 and six at best. Um, more realistically, 10 and seven. Dolphins. Um, Tua is not the guy, in my opinion. Um, I he, love him. I, has, I love having this guy on. <laughs> he has potential. I, I like that he's a part of the young um, he has movement. No potential. I want. Tom, Tom, please, please. He, he's only this is uh, entering his second year. He he showed some good stuff uh, towards the end of last season after taking over for um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, and you know he showed some stuff, but I don't think there's enough there for him. Uh, yes, they have Devontae Parker, and they added another guy to um, oh Will Fuller, who's out for the first week, so um, serving his suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't think that'll be enough. The defense is eh. Uh, they have the superstar corner. I just really don't think that they're going to do all that well this year. Okay, Jesse, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to you now. What do you think? Uh, I I mean, there's not much I can really add to that. To I be know, honest, I know. I think we might I, be. I, I think we're all on the Bills train for the AFC East. Oh, absolutely. I um, think we might be in lockstep for the most part in the AFC East, unless you have I mean, the Dolphins ahead of the Pats. I mean, I think they could be. It, it depends on Tua. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also. Uh, was it Xavier Howard? Is he still holding out? No, yeah. no, they just signed him. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's a that's big. That's, yeah, that's, that's huge. They needed Xavier Howard. Because um, yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be. I I think the Patriots will be. I mean, I think the Patriots will be a lot better this season with all they the that they signed. Um, but I don't know if you're gonna get past the Dolphins. I don't know if you can get that number two spot. Um, mm. but if you can at least give them a run for their money. Um. Uh, you might both miss out on that wild card, though, yeah. just by eating each other alive. Yeah, I got you. Um, but uh, I'll go I'll go Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. All right, cool. Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. So yeah, you'll just flip the Dolphins and the Pats. I'm in lockstep, actually, with Kyle on this one, so there's no need for me to go into this. We're going to move on to the next division. <laughs> I'm going to go right into the one that I know me and you are going to argue about even later in the show, the AFC North. AFC North. I'm going to start it out on this one. I got Browns in first. I'm not even that big of a Baker Mayfield fan, but I'm also not a Lamar Jackson fan either. And I think the Browns might have, like, the second or third best roster in the NFL. I, I, that's really what it comes down to. They got just about everything you want. Multiple guys that can rush the, rush the quarterback. I, the secondary is average, but if your front seven is as good as theirs, you can live with an average secondary. They can shorten the game with Nick Chubb. Do you think the passing game is going to be good? Yes. I think it'll be efficient. Mm. I think it'll be decent. What do you mean by like? I don't think Baker Mayfield well, is lighting the world on fire. But I'm not even talking about is. Baker Mayfield. But like OBJ was not that great with the Browns before he got injured. He's also coming back from a major injury. Okay, but but um, even with OBJ out, the offense was fine. Actually, they were kind of better without him, to be honest. Exactly. But, but so, like, so to me, I don't I don't see I don't see the issue. I mean, they had, they relied a lot on the run. That's why I'm specifically calling out, do you think the passing game will be... I think the passing game will be good because they can throw the ball in advantageous situations. Play action with, uh, yeah, throw, with those two guys. The difference work. between throwing on second and third and second and fourth and second and ten or third and eight or third and three is huge. And their ability to run the football with Nick Chubb means they don't have to ask Baker to do a lot of crazy stuff. They, they, you can't. There's very few times 
that you like have to know that they're going to throw the ball and they have to throw it deep down the field and all that. So no, I think I think the offense will be just fine. I think the passing game will be good because the running game will be good. Fair. Yeah. And I think the Ravens I think the Ravens are starting to like the league's starting to figure out the Ravens a little bit. So I, I don't think they'll be as good as they were. I have the Ravens in second. Uh, I got the Steelers in third, and I have the Bengals finishing out in fourth because I still think they're terribly run, not well coached, and I don't understand why they thought that they should pick a wide receiver in the first round when you couldn't protect your star quarterback, Joe uh, Burrow, and, and he got a torn ACL. So the Bengals are just as badly run as they've always been. Hmm. Jesse, I know we're different on that one, so let's go right away. Well, I, I do have the Bengals first. Uh, I mean, I still I think the Cleveland Bonds are pretty good. Wait, wait, just, wait, 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 wait. You have the Bengals what? Oh, shit. Did I say the Bengals? Yeah, yeah, you I meant the, the Ravens. Yeah. I meant the Baltimore oh. Ravens. I was like, you lost your mind, bro. No. no. <laughs> I'll, I'll have something to say about the Bengals in a second, but I, was, I have the Baltimore Ravens. I was like, Ravens. you're being a bigger troll than Skip Bayless. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. How dare you? Um, I just... I think the Browns are going to be the Browns. I think okay. they can make the playoffs. You know, they took that step forward. I just think in the end, at the end of the day... They will, do, they will do what the Browns do. Uh, and I don't have a lot of hope for OBJ on that team. Okay. Um, then I have the Browns. But then uh, I'm just I'm debating how much do I say about this. Because I have the Bengals third and the Steelers on the bottom. Oh, no. You don't, you don't have to go into it too much. Because we're, okay. we're going to have a whole fair foul segment, by the way, guys, coming up. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss this. So I think the Steelers are going to be garbage this season. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like Ben Roethlisberger is so old. Like um, Juju Smith-Schuster said he wanted to move on, and then he came back anyway for money. So I don't think he'll be that much of a contributing factor. He's playing for money. Uh, I mean, that team. Well, their offensive line was kind of crap, and it got worse. It also, it so did. like, you. I mean, I don't think Najee Harris is going to be all that much better than James Conner, especially since your offensive line got worse. Uh, I mean. That defense is... And Pouncey retired. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I won't go into too much about why I think Cincinnati... I mean, I don't think Cincinnati is going to be good. I just think they're going to have a better record at the end of the day than the Steelers. Mm. And that's that's all I'll say for now about the AFC North. Cal? Right. Well, I'm uh, essentially the same uh, as Jesse over here, uh, except I have Pittsburgh and Cincinnati switched. Uh, Bengals will uh, finish... In uh, last, I like Joe Burrow. There's not enough there around him yet, especially on the offensive line side of things. Um, poor kid is going to be lucky if he doesn't become the next Andrew Luck and shorten his career. Um, and I hate to say that because I think the kid has a lot of arm talent, a lot of football talent, high football IQ, but uh, if there's nobody around him to protect him, he's not going to survive a day. Um, other than that, Ravens, um, I'm kind of in the same boat where I don't like either Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield, um, but I like Lamar Jackson just a little bit more, um, just barely. And uh, do you, But do you like the Ravens' defense more than the Browns' defense? Or the Ravens' weapons more than the Browns' weapons? I, I think the way the, the Ravens have been able to utilize their weapons has always been okay. better. Fair um, enough, fair enough. And, and I do agree that Cleveland's going to Cleveland. It's just what they do. I mean, Nick Chubb is prone to uh, fumbles a lot, um, and I don't care that they have the best kicker in the league in Kareem Hunt. Um, sorry, was that? Was that? <laughs> I know what you meant. Is, is that uh, is, is is that too much? I'm sorry, is that too too soon? <laughs> oh, it's, very, still... it's very uncalled for, Kyle. <laughs> They're still, they're, they're still, they're still gonna, they're still gonna. <laughs> All right, 
Alright, on to the on to the AFC South where I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big risk. I don't care about the Wentz injury. Quentin Nelson really does hurt though. I still think the Colts are the best roster. Colts finishing first. I got the Titans in second, Jags third, Texans four. And uh, I will premise this by saying if Carson Wentz ends up being out nine weeks instead of like five or six, then yeah, they probably don't win the division. But I'm going to gamble and say that I'm going to go with who I thought before the Wentz industry, uh, injury. I got Carson Wentz. Uh, I got Carson Wentz and the Colts finishing in first place in that division. Ooh, well, I have uh, Tennessee, actually. Um, uh, you know, uh, the addition of, um, oh my God. How can I not remember? Julio Jones. <laughs> uh, to an already uh, solid offense. I like Tannehill. I like Derrick Henry. Love Derrick Henry, actually. Um, the dude is an absolute horse, so I, I don't see anybody beating them. They played well on the defensive side of things. Indy, uh, you know, I struggle with. Um, I didn't think Carson Wentz was actually going to be um, a huge difference maker for them as an organization. They played well last year. I'll give them they that. Um, they p- played better than I expected, but I still don't see them um, making that push for the top spot in the in the South there. Um, Houston, I have in third, and then Jacksonville. Um, I think. Okay, just, you think? Whoa, whoa, wait. Deshaun Watson's not playing, and the Texans are a tire fire that everyone wants to leave. And you think that they're going to finish ahead of Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why? Actually, I, they played well down the stretch. Okay. Last year, after they got rid of Bill I think, O'Brien, um, I, I think that I think that organization is in a civil war with itself. Yeah, probably. But you know, everybody wants a civil war. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, um, and you know, I, I I think it's just too soon to be, go all out on Jacksonville. Just, I'm not going all out. I think they're going to win five well, games. Well, I just think the yeah, Texans are going to be horrible. <laughs> I mean, j- j- just the Tim Tebow signing alone was enough for me to like. They don't really care. I, I, I have a theory on that. <laughs> Right, you AFC South, real quick. Oh me. Yeah, you. Uh, I have. I also have the Tennessee Titans up there. Um, I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be a Super Bowl contender. Really, uh, they rely way too much on Derrick Henry. I mean, the, the Julio Jones uh, addition is huge, especially for a quarterback but like. They had no pass rush last year at all. They couldn't stop teams from throwing the football down the field. Okay. I mean, in today's think, day, today's day you, in the NFL, you, you really think the you, Jaguars? You, think you, can, you can win a division when you don't have a pass rush. You don't make anyone's opposing quarterback uncomfortable. I mean, I, I, I I'm going to be honest. I don't know what you're saying when the Colts are going to be better. Okay. I think they're maybe like I mean, it's like the Carson Wentz thing. Like he is so I hate him. I know you. I hate him, like him so much. This is not even about just Wentz. Though. He it's destroyed about- my fantasy team last year. I will never forgive him. <laughs> also, he's out for a while. Five to twelve weeks. That's a while. It's it's a long runway of time, especially since what like. What if it's six though? All right, and then I'll just get injured again. What if what if what if Eason can have them at like? Also like four and four when when this comes is back. the this is the cult. You have an injury prone man in Carson Wentz on a team that likes to murder their own quarterbacks. Yeah, they have one of the best O lines in football now, though. Maybe the best O line in football. The Bulls. I, actually, I was gonna put that in rapid fire news. Yo, but, I thought he was he, even in the NFL. But, that, I but, that but, name, I, but, but I thought that. But I thought it was uh, the news segment was already going too long. But yes, there's been some also, nice little chatter about Nick Foles. Frank Reich said some things where he said, I, I, "I'm a big fan of the guy. I think he fits our culture." Just saying, you know, he's he's opening the door. Also, I do think Jacksonville will finish ahead of Houston. Thank you. Like I don't. I mean, I don't really think. 
Tebow will do anything. I don't think. No, I don't, I don't know how does anything. I don't know how Urban Meyer will do in the NFL. Um, but uh, like you took and you've taken a couple steps forward. I, I think, think really, I, I don't think they will be good. I think they will be better than the dumpster fire. Yeah, that is. I have, no, I have no idea what to expect of Urban Meyer. I really have no clue. I just think the Texans are like the second worst team in the NFL. So uh, second that's what worst. It comes down to. Well, I think, oh, I know you think it's the worst team. Yeah, in the NFL. I know. But I'm gonna wait for my buddy to come on before I before I unveil that to him. What I think of the worst team in the NFL. All right, real quick, the AFC West. Before we move on, I think we're all probably in lockstep on this one. I got Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. Yes, agreed. Jesse, I think you're lockstep on this one too, aren't you? Yeah, but it's like, I think the Raiders are gonna be terrible. Not terrible. I think they're gonna be bad. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be good. I think they'll be a, a, maybe slightly below 500 like usual. Just because, a mention of that. Because I think the Chargers are going to be a really good team. I think the Chargers are... Oh, I think the Chargers will be good. Uh, they're a dark horse in the AFC, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's just unfortunate they have to play the division with the Chiefs. Yeah. All right. Uh, is it for our AFC predictions. Uh, Jesse, since you're writing an article on this, too, I'm going to let you take the reins to start off this next segment. Sale! The Savior. Yeah. All right. So, Chris Sale, last Saturday, he is finished up. His rehab starts, uh, he had five of them in between Lowell and Worcester, and now he's coming back. He is scheduled, uh, apparently, to make a start coming this Saturday against the Orioles. How do we feel about that, gentlemen? Finally. And against the Orioles, too? Oh, that's going to be a great day. That is nice. Ease him into it. Yeah, yeah, might as well. I mean, play another minor league team. Yeah, exactly. Little league, even. (laughs) Uh, Man, Chris Sale coming back is probably going to be the best thing. I can't wait until we can get Garrett Richards out of the rotation, even though Perez has already been demoted to the bullpen. But Sale coming back, that's going to be a huge boost to that uh, struggling starting rotation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and as you said, Perez has already been. uh, Annex to the bullpen, and uh, I think Garrett Richards is on his way to getting taken behind the woodshed. If you know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and deposed of. Yeah. Well, it does depend on how Sale does this Saturday. We talked about like, will they have him as a sixth starter if he's in the rotation? I think they might give him at least for the first couple extra time in between starts. But now Tanner's look good. Hard. Yeah, but he's only got two pitches, and they don't like that. That's true. So like. We'll see how much they actually use him. Mariano Rivera only had two pitches. Yeah, but he was only going an inning at a time. <laughs> yeah. After after four innings, uh, you got to at least lock in on one of those pitches. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Baseball isn't an elimination game after all. Yeah, I so I, I get your point on that. Why don't you have... So what do you think? What do you think is fair to assume from Sale? I mean, if I ever throw 89 pitches in almost five innings already... You don't think they're going to ask him to throw five innings at the major league level? Or do you think they're going to have him do three or four? I assume, though, I mean, they're definitely going to ease him into it. Like, you have to ease him into it. Um, And then piggyback Perez off that? Maybe. Um, I think at least the first one, you'll probably have him just go three to four innings. It obviously depends on pitch count um, and how he's doing like that. But... um, in terms of how do I, do you ask like how do I think he's gonna, his body is gonna hold up, or how he will like statistically do? Statistically, and just how much they'll use him. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think if you're gonna throw him to the wolves immediate, not immediately, but like pretty quickly with the starts, they might, they might. I even put this in my article, which is gonna be released today. They might really piggyback off this guy. They, they could be. I'm not, not maybe not panicking, but realize like we need a man like this to f- 
follow and play with. Mm. Even if like he's not an ace that they maybe need him to be right mm. now, he is an emotional leader. So I mean, even if he's not that great, they they're probably just gonna ride this man. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so yeah. So you think they're gonna work him pretty heavy then? Yeah, I think I think you also do pretty fine anyway because okay. I mean his stats for the five rehab starts he had 20 innings pitch a 1.35 ERA 35 Ks only five walks okay like those numbers you know I just thought of you, you know what you could do now and uh, I actually didn't think of this before the show I, it just popped in my mind what you could do is both Sale and Hoek you're going to have guys piggyback off of them and what you'll do is you'll have Sale who's a lefty he'll start obviously teams are going to maneuver their lineup because they're facing a lefty then you have Garrett Richards come after him the right hander you have Sale go three Garrett goes two or three and then you'll do the reverse with Tanner because Tanner's right handed you'll have Tanner do that and then you'll have Martin Perez come in whenever Tanner's pitching to pitch another two or three innings I actually think that might be the way that they might want to do it I like that plan of attack I mean and, and Garrett Richards actually you know in the few games that I've gone to this year he's actually started the majority of them First two innings, terrible, sometimes three. Uh, and then he just shuts down. He, he just locks in and throw, like, three shutout innings and be fine. He'll give up some runs. It all depends on how the first inning goes for him um, and uh, if the offense can come back uh, from that. Uh, and with this offense, I think anything is possible. I know they're struggling right now. Yeah, the offense bit, is struggling right now, but that's baseball. That's baseball. The, the offense looked good yesterday. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> We don't need to talk about yesterday. Yeah, that was, well, that's funny. <laughs> that bring it up because this is what happens when you go through these losing streaks in baseball. The offense was good yesterday, then the pitching was horrible, and then if you went back to the double header the day before, the pitching was good and they didn't score any Actually, runs. This is not about Chris Sale. Do you think it was a good idea to put Matt Barnes in for the four-out save? It didn't work out, but like when it was happening, were you like, no? No, I thought it was a good idea. Really? I, I don't know who else you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted he, Adam to finish that inning. One more out? Come on. I guess, but he feels Barnes is his best guy, and he really wanted to win. I know you like Ottavino more. This, this is I, off topic. I don't really like Matt Barnes. I know you don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. I'm waiting for him to blow up again, you, and it's kind of happening right you, now. You're an Ottavino fan. Oh yeah, I love Adam. I like Adam when he can hit the strike zone, but he terrifies me that he's going to walk. No, the yeah, he, he walks a lot of people, but like, oh man, like that slider, oh man, <laughs> yeah. that thing moves like three feet. It's absurd. No, it really is. With that cross arm delivery, it, yeah. it, it's a lot. It's a lot to try and even if he's hit. walking people, just watching his benders, it's like, oh yes, <laughs> that was dirty. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, I I think we've covered what we needed to on well, uh, on on Chris Sale. Well, I just want to ask, like, because you saw him in person, you went to a game in Worcester. Like, yeah. how did he look? I thought he looked fantastic. Like I he, didn't, he looked. I thought he, he looked didn't good. look clanky or stiff or anything. No, I thought he looked good. Um, I thought the only thing that I noticed was the velocity drop sharply when he started the fourth. Mm. But I thought his slider looked good. I thought his mechanics looked good. I thought his fastball for the first three and a half innings looked really good. That's another slider that gets me going. Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah, from that three-quarter arm slot. Yeah. Ooh. I know. He's, well, listen, for a long time, I, I always said that he might not have been the best pitcher in baseball, but I thought Chris Sale, the savior, had the nastiest stuff in baseball for, oh, for, a, sure. for a long period of time. All right. Sure. Guys, I think that's it. We're going to move on to the next one. Introducing the uh, the new segment, we couldn't get to it last time because there was just so much going on in Boston sports. But fair or foul, guys, this is the game. 
make any all our general uh, sort of statements, anything like that, and uh, we'll we'll decide hot if take. it's hot. Kind of a hot take, yeah. And we'll decide if it's fair or foul. And, and guys, anyone who's listening out, um, if you want to ever send us stuff that you want to cover, want us to cover in this segment, just uh, you know, reach out to us, Dominic Dominic Lorenzano on Facebook, and then uh, at Traveling Guinea on Instagram for now. And uh, Jesse, I'm same thing. You know, I have a reach Facebook. out to you on Facebook. All right, guys. First one, Dak's return changes nothing in the NFC East. Kyle, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, I actually agree that it's not going to make a huge difference. Um, at the end of the day, Dak is human, and I think he might be a little bit prone to uh, getting hurt again. Um, and you know, I, I always loved Dak. Um, I thought he was a great quarterback. Maybe not a great quarterback, but a solid enough quarterback. I just don't think that he is enough to make a difference for the Dallas Cowboys in that um, organization that really needs to get rid of its owner slash GM because he has no idea what he's doing anymore. Hmm. All right. Jesse, on to you on this one. Uh, I mean, I think we're all going to be in agreement that I think we might be that, on this one. That yes. we damn boys are going to not be so good this year. I mean, even before Dak Prescott got injured, they weren't a good team. He was a shining star on that team, putting up crazy numbers. But, I mean, the defense was bad. It was kind of only him. Even Zeke was not that good with Dak last year. Um, so, I mean, if Zeke can have a bounce back, Zeke can have a bounce back season, um, maybe this team competes in that god-awful division mm, absolutely but the old line's getting older too I, I won't spend a ton of time on this because we're in lockstep on this one but the, the biggest reason the, to me the washington football team the what the football team uh is the reason why Dak changes nothing that is maybe the best defense in the nfl actually it's like the scariest front four ever they get out to the quarterback run Rivera is an adult a great head coach proven um the cowboys still have a Dinosaur at head coach, who I think the league and the game has passed him by, and Washington is literally to me is like a better quarterback away from being in a, like a Super Bowl contender. But unfortunately, they they don't have like a you know they have Fitzpatrick. And the organization itself is also just terrible. Yeah, but I I feel like I feel like Snyder has had to take the back seat, and now that he has like you know an adult head coach who you know doesn't give a rip and will you know take the reins of everything and not let him meddle um i think i think it's not as much of a problem anymore so all right next one guys red Sox will miss the playoffs this season jesse i'm gonna start with you well i think they will at least make that wild card game and that makes them a playoff team okay so i'm gonna go that is foul i think they will still make the playoffs if actually this struggle is bad right now. It's like, what are they, two two wins in the last ten games? Um, to be honest, if you're going to struggle, now is kind of the time. Get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. So, like, when September baseball starts, you can kick it into gear, save yourself. You're not out of the playoff spot just yet. The Yankees and Blue Jays are coming. I don't think the Yankees are going to last. Uh, we've talked about the Blue Jays and how, you know, they're gearing up for a run – uh, and a run next season even. Uh, but I just, I don't think, I think they'll at least sit in that second wild card spot. So yes, I think they will make the playoffs in that one wild card game. Whether they win it, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Actually, but that's, not the, I, 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 that's not the question. No, that's not the question. I thought you actually might be different than me on this one. But no, 
No, you're not. So I'm going to go with foul as well, and we do this all the time in baseball. And listen, by no means this team was as good as they were in the first half, but by no means as they are bad as they are playing now. This happens in baseball. No matter how good your team is, you're always going to go through these stretches. And the fact that things happen the wacky way they did last series against the Jays makes me feel that I do believe the Blue Jays are a better team than the Red Sox. Also, Sale's going to save everything. We just talked about that. The savior. Um, Blue Jays are a better team than the Red Sox, but unfortunately the Blue Jays dug themselves such a hole that they're not going to get themselves out of it in time to pass the Sox. Uh, I don't believe in the Yankees and the Red Sox. The bats will get going, and you got the help now with Tanner Hoek and Sale rejoining the rotation. That at least gives them enough to me to make the playoffs. Uh, I'll switch it over to you, Kyle, if you really have anything to add. But if you don't, then... I mean, I, I also agree that it's foul. Um, you know, you see this a lot with Red Sox teams in the past where, you know, they're hot riding into the All-Star break and then struggle coming out of it. Um, but I don't see any reason that this team will not be uh, a playoff team. Uh, I think I'm going to give them a little bit more credit than you did. I think they are solidify at least the, uh, the wild card spot, the guaranteed. So I'm, uh, I'm all in. All right. All right, next one. Jimmy G will end the season as the 49ers starting quarterback. I'll start on this one, and I think absolutely that is a fair statement. We're getting way too ahead of ourselves on this. Trey Lance is a awesome prospect, has all the traits that you want. That's why they brought him in, because they don't trust Jimmy G's health long term and probably don't want to have to pay him more money um, when it finally comes that time. But, but. Trey Lance did not start a lot of games. Trey Lance also played at a, a division even lower than what you guys are used to, uh, which is you know college football um, division one A, where you have Bama and all these things. No, he played at North Dakota State, where they play you know South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, and, and stuff like that. So I think there's that. I think there's the fact that he played basically one game last year before you know they couldn't do their season. FCS football didn't do their season. Um, so I think that mixed in. And the fact is, as long as Jimmy G stays healthy and upright, and I don't mean healthy as in he'll play all 17 weeks, because he's not going to do that. He'll make it injured for like two or three weeks during the season. But I think he'll be there at the end of the season and be the 49ers starting quarterback. He's a functioning NFL quarterback. He's a good one. He got them to the Super Bowl, and I don't understand all the Garoppolo hate so much. So here's my thing with Jimmy G. I uh, think he's a, a solid quarterback, and uh, he stepped up in a big way when Tom was dealing with the uh, Deflategate suspension. Um, but uh, I will say this. Um, the man doesn't really have to throw the ball that much uh, in the way that the 49ers offense is designed. He just gets to stand there and hand the ball off to his pretty running backs, and they take care of the rest, and he just gets to look like a stud out on the field. So um, I think he avoids a lot of the injury issues because of that fact, and he ends the season as a starter. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you guys. I don't think he will end the season as the starter. Uh, part of that is because, yeah, I think at some point he'll get an injury. I mean, maybe it won't be major and he'll get the job back, but uh, he, he he seems to just die on the field. But also with, with your point with them running the ball a lot, I mean, I see that as, especially when they're like they had that Super Bowl run, I don't think this team trusts Jimmy G. Uh, they don't feel really comfortable in the clutch time putting the ball in his hands because I mean uh, to be honest he hasn't really shown himself as a clutch guy when the game is kind of getting crunch time and tough he seems to he'll maybe be able to throw the ball misses misses target and stuff like that so I I don't know if he'll stay healthy I'm betting against he'll be healthy but I just I feel there's so much stacked against him I feel that when the season is coming to an end uh, Trey Lance will be the starting QB of the 49ers. So even even 
Even if he stays healthy, I think. Okay, even if he stays healthy, you think he will be deposed for Trey Lance? Yes. Okay. Obviously, if he, I mean, if he's killing the league, if they're winning that division with ease, then yeah, I think he'll keep the job. But I don't think they have faith in him, and I think he'll fold. Okay, you think Kyle Shanahan, after another losing season and a great roster, really wants to turn his uh, his franchise over to a rookie quarterback who played at a division lower than I FBS? mean, the way the 49ers have acted this entire offseason, I think they're chomping at the bit. Okay. Well, everybody's chomping at the bit. You could bring in a, a young guy like that, and, oh, he's new and exciting. Let's see what he can do out there. I think but, that's I mean, the mistake every organization makes. Jimmy G ain't old yet, though. He's not. A lot of people, I mean, I'm not that high on him anymore. A lot of people... Still think he can get it done if he can stay healthy, but I, I'm, I'm with the 49ers. I don't, I don't think they have a reason to be high on him. I think they maybe have given up on him a little bit too soon, mm. but yeah, I, I, I just don't have faith in him. Okay, yeah. all right, fine. On the, on the next one. Rushing At least we disagreed on one finally. Oh no, we're gonna disagree on this next one too. The Bengals will not finish in last place. I already said that. Uh, yeah, but you gotta you gotta dive into this more. Yeah, uh, Jesse, well, Jesse, I'm gonna actually no no, no 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 I'm gonna save you for last, Mister Hot Take on this one. No, the Bengals will still finish in last place because the Steelers are still the Steelers. Mike Tomlin is a proven head coach. He's not my cup of tea. I don't love him. I would have probably gotten rid of him by now because I think some of the disciplinary issues in that organization are totally on him. But at the end of the day. X's and O's. He's a competent head coach. I don't have any faith in Zach uh, Zach Taylor. The Bengals drafted Jamar Chase in the first round, despite the fact they can't protect their quarterback Joe Burrow, and he got his knee torn up and was gone for the season. But they thought, oh, we'll get the flashy best wide receiver in the draft because you know nobody needs an offensive line. They did draft a lineman after. Yeah, because they felt they they said that the depth at lineman was so good in the draft that they're gonna wait and get that nice wide receiver. I'm not saying it was the greatest logic in the world, but that's what they said. But to me, it's 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 showing me the uh, larger problems in this organization. It's still a terrible defense. They're still the Cincinnati Bengals. No O line. The weapons are eh, they're average, but like you need time to throw the ball to get the ball to Jamar Chase downfield. I don't think Burrow has that. The Steelers still have a very good defense, a very good pass rush. And I don't love Ben. I don't think Big Ben coming back is a good thing, and they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're not the Bengals. I wish the dude would just retire at this point. Mm. Kyle, of them. Kyle, I'm going to turn it over for you. Uh, I really don't have anything to add on the Bengals front. I think the Bengals are going to Bengal, uh, just like the Browns are going to Brown, like we've been saying. I feel like we've uh, said that a lot. Teams are going to do what they're going to do. That's just what they, that's what they do. Um, so the Bengals are still going to finish last. I think that's... Uh, fair. All right, Jesse, go right. off. The reason I think this, like, I don't think that I, the Bengals are not going to be a good team. I think they will take a step forward. What was the record last year? Was it three wins? Yeah, I think it was like three wins. Okay. I think they can go for that. Maybe that fifth win even. <laughs> but, I, like I said, they will be a bad team. Uh, I just think the Steelers will be that bad. They were the worst. I mean, they were 11 and 0 last year and it was so bad. And like they really showed who they really were down the stretch last season. Uh that playoff game was like so sad to watch. I mean, it wasn't sad, especially from my point of view, but it was awful. Um and I think that's that game, that playoff game is going to be what you're really going to get. Okay. From the Steelers, I think all season long. Uh I 
I mean, you know what? I'll give Mike Tomlin some credit. The past two seasons, he has taken a very dysfunctional team and somehow won some games and made the playoffs. Um, but I don't still don't think he's a good coach. Ben Roethlisberger didn't look good last year. He's older. And, yeah, I just – it's not – even if it's one game behind, I just think they're going to be pretty even keel. And I think because of the, the Bengals just, you know – trying to at least trend upward as an organization and the Steelers are clearly trending down as an organization that's why I think the Bengals could and I think will finish at least a game ahead you're riding with the Cincinnati Bengals bro you're saying that like I think they will win the division I said five wins Jesse you said they're going to the Super Bowl (laughs) with Joseph Joseph Burrow hell yeah yeah I think you're out of your gourd I think you're absolutely insane, and when the Steelers finish ahead of them, I'm going to rip you endlessly. You wanted hot takes, I think if, man. <laughs> if, if the Bengals finish ahead of the Steelers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster will retire and just uh, pursue his career as a TikTok star. <laughs> you know what? He probably should. He yeah, probably yeah, yeah. Should. All right, all right. Last segment here, guys. Should the Dodgers still be the World Series favorites? Kyle, I'm going to start with you on this. No. Um... Uh, see, I, I, I listened to the show last week, and I actually agreed with hey, what thanks. you said. Yeah, no, it was a great show, you guys. It was, I wanted to know what I was coming into. I didn't want to make sure that I wasn't dealing with some schmoes that had no idea what they were talking about. I was oh, supposed to be the schmo that has no idea what I'm talking about, okay? That's my thing. Um, but I agree with what you said, Dom. Um, the Dodgers didn't get any better um, after the trade deadline. Maybe just slightly adding, um, oh, my God, uh, who was it? Uh, I know. Turner? Yeah, Turner. Um, I think that was that was good for them. Um, but adding Scherzer doesn't make a huge difference. Just replacing uh, Bauer, um, and I think you know there are better teams. I think San Francisco will fall off. Um, I think they're bound to, but I really don't see the Dodgers as the World Series favorite. Um, um, I think uh, there are some better teams out there. All right, Jesse. This is a hard question to answer because, I mean, like, who right now do we see as better than the Dodgers? Maybe the Rays because of how hot they've been playing, but I don't know if on paper I consider them more of a favorite to win. Um, Do you think it's close enough that that's a fair statement, though? That they're not the favorite? Well, that they still should be the favorite. That they're still the favorite to win. I kind of kind of want to keep them the favorite because I don't know if I trust anyone to actually be better than the Dodgers right now. Okay. Because the Giants, I mean, the Giants have been ahead of them the entire season, but do any of us consider them no. better than the Dodgers? No. No. But it's not about the Giants. We're talking the World Series, though. I think there's well, better no, teams but, out there. But, like, you have to look at every team that's going to be in the playoffs. Are any of these teams better than the Dodgers? Yes. I don't think Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee, I think, is better pitching, but you, you're not going to... I think the Dodgers will out-hit them in the playoffs. Okay. I don't see anyone coming out of the NL East being better than the Dodgers. No. no. Um, maybe the White Sox. Okay. But, like, I think you need a better manager out there. So you say fair. Yeah. Fair. All right. I don't want to be fair, but I just can't put anyone better than the Dodgers right. overall. All right. To me, foul. Absolutely foul. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers in a playoff series are better than the Dodgers. The Milwaukee Brewers can throw out Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodford. They are better. They have an offense Pitching. that's at least competent. Their bullpen is better than the Dodgers. The Dodgers have A.J. Pollock hitting third right now. Cody, I mean, Bellinger, forgot, str- Cody, Cody yeah. Bellinger forgot how to hit. And Mookie Betts has struggles, too. And, uh, and he's hurting him. Oh, what happened to him? I mean, the hip discomfort. 
So Mookie's hurt again. AJ Pollock's hitting third. Cody Bellinger forgot how to hit. And the Brewers can throw out Brandon Woodford, Corbin Burns, and uh, what's the third one? I know there's a third one. I just can't remember. Yeah, but uh, Hater? Well, no, he's out of the bullpen. Yeah, but you really think that lineup. I mean, yeah, Bellinger and Betts have kind of struggled this year, but like you really. There's just so much depth in that lineup. Like someone. Some people are just going to hit. Okay. It's not just about the Brewers, though. To me, the Chicago White Sox are my favorite to win the World Series because, as I've said, Eloy Jimenez is back and raking. And to me, innings one through nine, they've guaranteed they have the best pitching in the AL and maybe all of baseball. The Houston Astros lineup is lethal. They don't strike out, which is what people seem to depend on now in pitching. It gives teams fits that they don't strike out. Are they cheating again? They, maybe they are, but, but they're going to cheat their way to the top. <laughs> um, so to me, the Astros, White Sox, and Brewers are all better teams. There's a reason the Dodgers find themselves in second place, unable to beat out a Giants team, an overachieving Giants team, uh, and that's because they should no longer be the World Series favorite. Uh, one thing I will say against the White Sox, though, is I was looking at the division standings earlier. There's nobody else in the division over 500. That's a good point. Oh, absolutely. They're just, they're just beaten on weak teams. That is true. That is 100% true. But to me, short series, Rodon, Dylan Cease is pitching pretty well now. And uh, crap, who's the other? Uh, Lucas, L- Lucas Giolito. Oh, Kopech is be an X factor out of the pen or starting, but uh, Giolito also. And Craig. And Craig, yeah, Craig, Craig. Who, who already gave up more runs in uh, <laughs> one appearance <laughs> no, against the Cubs. I know, I saw that. That was funny. All right, guys, so that has been fair and foul. We're going to take a quick break in a second. Kyle, I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Yeah, our first pleasure. guest. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, just a quick break, guys, before we get into one other topic and then uh, wrap it up. One other? are back here just ready to oh. finish up this uh, show here back on slowly roll dominic lorenzano jesse caulfield writer for the uh yaki way report i can't figure Big out my headphones <laughs> uh, there, we go. there we go headphones jesse, on jesse you're a professional at oh all times. man <laughs> big shout out to my friend there kyle mayberry for being our first guest on the show we're gonna have some more coming up uh maybe uh my reporter from new orleans next show and and some other people as well could come on next week so but we're going to turn it over. Uh, Jesse, we're going to do uh, something we, we mentioned last show. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Guardians we really, and their new name. We really want to make fun of this team. Uh, talk about this team. <laughs> what Guardians. Yeah. Come on, man. They're, Are they trying to fool anybody? The Garden Cleveland. Garden, <laughs> the Garden of... Yeah, from the Garden... All, from all the trash <laughs> in the river. They are the trash. But anyway... What the, is that the laziest name change of all time? Yeah, because you literally have half the word in this in keep staying within the name. Yeah, I, I really think that they just decided. By the way, this is the organization that also said while they were winning, we don't have enough money to pay these guys anymore. So we're going to trade off Lindor, trade off Corey Kluber, blah, 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 blah. Who cares about winning or World Series? Who cares that we're still a viable team? We're going to get rid of them now, even though we're still like viable. 
just because of money. I never wanted to add pieces. So we know this oh, is a cheap organization. I mean, that, that, that's all these owners think about. There's I need, money? I need to make some money. I mean, the Dodgers you know, don't. This team don't need to make... Yeah, all right, that's fair. <laughs> well, because they want a legitimate World Series. I mean, John Henry wants to win. He just doesn't want to cross the luxury tax. Yeah, he wants to he wants to make money by winning while at the same time saving money with his players. Which hey, it's worked out so far this season. But so far, like, it's going to come back to bite him in the ass. We're but. not making fun of this team enough, though. I know. Uh, actually, I read an article. It was by Barstool. This is by no means a confirmed report. It's just how uh, I don't remember who wrote the article. I wish I should have looked that up. Yeah, you probably should. Of it's all good. Who said this? Um, and that they picked this name. Like I said, like half the name is staying. You went from the in. DNs to the Gar DNs. And the, in this article, they thought, like, did you do this? So when you change the signs, the banners, all this stuff, you are literally cutting off half the sign and just putting a couple new letters. The font didn't even change. I know. The colors didn't change. Nothing about this changed other than you took out the N and put a Gar. I know it's the laziest name change of all time. It's great. People wanted them to go back to the spiders. I didn't want the spiders, but like something cool. What, what, can, what can you think of for a name that you would have rather had? Than the Guardians? Yeah. Anything? Almost anything. You're going to put me on the spot, so I'm not going to think of anything, and we're going to have some awkward silences here. I know, right? But no, I can't think of anything. But that's also not my job. No, it's not. I'm not a marketing guy. No. Also, just look at like, I don't know. What the heck is the Guardians? They guard things. It's named after a bridge. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a bridge in Cleveland. The only thing which I makes thought, it stupider. Uh, the only thing I thought of was like Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, "That's even dumber." Yeah, I mean, the mascot is Chris Pratt. Um, the mascot is Chris Pratt. Let's do that. Also, there's just Vin Diesel walking around the crowd, just whispering, "I am Groot" to himself. <laughs> uh, that's that's the Guardians. That's what these Guardians are. Um, they will be guarding the bottom of the division for the next ten years. Kansas City is pretty bad, though. Yeah, but they, they thought they were going to take a step forward. So, like, they're trying. I know, Cleveland's not trying. No. Heck, Terry Francona is like, you're killing me. I have to leave. <laughs> I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you're literally killing me. Dumbest name change in sports, maybe ever. It's it's just so bad. Ever? Ooh. Man, we might need a segment about that one. I, I can't think of any other name changes. <laughs> we'll, were, we'll, we'll, make, were... we'll make that a segment. We might make it a segment next show. The Nationals is a dumb name. At least it makes sense. Not, no, it makes sense. I mean, hey, there's a bridge in Cleveland. It makes all the sense. There's a bridge. Oh, it, it, oh you're, right, you're right. You're right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take back everything I said. <laughs> there is a bridge in Cleveland. The name is the greatest name of all time. Let's name it after bridges. The Vegas, is it even famous? The, no. No, I only know about it because the name. No, well, I'm saying it's not even like it's not even like you had a like a, a super right. famous building, and then you're like, all right, we're going to name it after that. Name anything in Cleveland. Anything at all. That isn't the stadiums of the sports places. Name a th- single thing in Cleveland. <laughs> Is the river the Ohio River that Ooh, goes through it? It might be. That caught on fire. I think it, it was did. like the 70s. It was so polluted it caught on fire. Uh, I drove. I had to drive through Cleveland last year. Damn. I know. And I was <laughs> mad because I wasn't driving and I was sleeping. And I woke oh. up and I woke up and we were in Cleveland and I was oh. like, I wanted to sleep through this part. <laughs> Man. Dumbest name change ever. Cleveland. All right, Jesse. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> That's still better than the Guardians, bro. All right. Guys, I'm going to finish this up real quick. But, Jesse, bear with me here. Drum roll, please. Wait. 
We, we do need to, let's do the Tommy update first. Oh, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Well, this, quick, this is your segment. That's right. Yeah, the quickly the weekend or uh, the weekly Tom Brady update. Uh, what did he do this week? He went to the Hall of Fame game to support his friend and former enemy uh, Peyton Manning, and he was quoted as saying, "I'm here just to make sure he's really gone." <laughs> and that is what Tom Brady did this week. The weekly Tommy update. All right, guys. Before we finish this off, we got to hand out the Darwin Award of the week. And Jesse, drum roll, please. The Darwin Award goes to Ramon Lariano. Congratulations. Congratulations, bro. You did it. You did it. You did it. You proved the great Charles Darwin right. (laughs) 80-game suspension for PEDs, and as I mentioned earlier, it's not only just that. It's just what these guys always do every single time. These athletes, these jocks, they all turn into English professors as soon as they get caught with PEDs with these statements saying things that we know they don't actually say. And... (laughs) They never have an explanation. I want somebody to come out eventually and give me, as I said, it took me five seconds to look up the drug, look up articles, and someone to say, well, you know, you could test it if the if you ate a bunch of pork chops before you took the drug test. Why can't an athlete at least come out and say, I ate a bunch of pork chops before the test, and I think that's why I got popped. Would you believe him if he said that? Absolutely not. <laughs> But right. that, that's better. That's better than these prepared statements from people who write better than they do. They don't. Yeah, they're agents. Yeah, they're agents. They like. It's not athlete speak. Listen, it's that's a contract not how you year. Say this. Yeah. As I said, they say things. I have no idea how I could have ingested a foreign substance. I, was... I am meticulous with what I put in my body. Like, you don't talk like that. Come on, man. I was at the doctor getting some legal substances when I tripped and fell and they got mixed up. I picked up the wrong thing, I swear. Like I said, can someone come out as, I ate a bunch of poppy seed bagels, I ate a bunch of pork chops before the test. Oh, that poppy seed one is stupid, too. I know, but Shut it's, up. it's better It's better than what they always you come up with. You think these athletes eat bagels? <laughs> Get out of here. Probably don't eat pork chops either. All right, so that has that's been... Sta- uh, stamina. What's the, what's the, what are the proteins? Stamina. I mean, yeah. Protein, at least. That's true. All right, and that was the winner of the Darwin Award, Ramon Lariano. Shout out to you. Congratulations. <laughs> and that has been Slow Your Roll, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Have a good rest of your week, everybody. Goodbye, Tom.